Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you've joined me. My goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is April 21st, and our reading comes from Luke chapter 20. Beginning in verse 27, here's what it says. Then Jesus was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders who say there is no resurrection from the dead. They posed this question. Teacher, Moses gave us a law that if a man dies, leaving a wife but no children, his brother should marry the widow and have a child who will carry on the brother's name. Well, suppose there are seven brothers. The oldest one married and then died without children. So the second brother married the widow, but he also died. Then the third brother married her. This continued with all seven of them who died without children. Finally, the woman also died. So tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all seven were married to her. Well, Jesus replied, marriage is for people here on earth. But in the age to come, those worthy of being raised from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage, and they will never die again. In this respect, they will be like the angels. They are children of God and children of the resurrection. So, of course, the Sadducees in this story, they don't believe in the resurrection, so they think they've got this question that will stump Jesus and kind of prove to everybody this whole resurrection idea doesn't work because it seems to contradict this issue in God's law. Jesus answers their question by simply saying that in eternity, in heaven, we will not be married, that marriage is a thing for the earth, for this age, for this life. So let me talk about that, because I think a lot of people who are happily married, like I am, when they think about going to heaven and not being married— You know, it's a little discouraging, right? It's like if you've got a great marriage, wouldn't it be nice to be able to remain married for all eternity? Well, listen, you will, but you'll be married to Jesus. Here's what I mean by that. Let's talk a little bit about the purpose of marriage. Number one, marriage completes us. God said in the garden, it's not good for man to be alone. And one of the reasons that's true is because we all have some deficiencies and God has actually engineered us, wired us to be attracted to our opposites. That's not just a funny little saying, opposites attract. It's actually science. It's psychology. We're attracted to our opposite because our opposite completes us. Tina brings some things into my life that I'm missing, and I bring some things into Tina's life that she's missing. But listen, when we get to heaven, we will be complete because of our union with Christ. Jesus will do for us what our spouse does for us in this life. Here's the second thing. We marry for companionship, right? And in the kingdom of God, we will all be family. And all of the things that are part of this world, 
that have a tendency to divide and to isolate us. Those things will not be a part of God's kingdom. So in the kingdom in heaven, we will all be family. We'll all be brothers and sisters. We'll all be united. We'll have lots of relationship and connection and companionship. Tina is my best, best friend, and there's really not a close second. But in the kingdom, I think we'll have lots of people that we feel that close to because all the things that keep us from each other and distract us and divide us, again, they won't be in the kingdom. Here's the third thing, is that marriage is for reproduction. It's in the context of marriage that we're able to bring children in the world. A great marriage produces godly offspring. But in the kingdom, we won't reproduce any longer. Here's the fourth thing. Marriage allows us to experience oneness. So in marriage, sex allows two to become one. So when we have sex, there is a physical, there is a spiritual, and there is a psychological mingling of two souls. The two become one. In the kingdom, the oneness that we long for, we will have with Jesus and in this community, this family with one another. So there won't be sex in heaven either. So all of the things that marriage provides here on earth, those things will be fulfilled in heaven through our relationship with Jesus and our relationship with each other. We will all be a part of God's family. So I hope that encourages us. Listen, let me make you this promise. No one is going to get to heaven and be disappointed. You're not going to get to heaven and go, oh man, you know, I like being in heaven, but I sure miss my wife. No, you're not going to be in heaven and disappointed that you don't have a marriage certificate. You're going to be in heaven. And with your current spouse, assuming they know the Lord Jesus, you're going to be in heaven with that person. And we're going to get to enjoy Jesus together forever and ever. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for the promise of the resurrection. God, we're so grateful that death is not the end, that we will live forever. And God, I pray that you would help us help us to look forward. God, I pray that you would help us to look forward to heaven, to look forward to our union with you and to be perfectly connected and related to one another, our family. God, we look forward to that day. And so God, we uh, just thank you for Jesus, for his death and resurrection that make our eternal life, our new life possible. God, we thank you for that. Fill our hearts with expectation. Help us to live with an eternal perspective. Help us to live with the kingdom, with eternity in mind. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. I hope this helps. And remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.